Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You're listening to The Flock on Fox 45 Podcast. Presented by Sports Unlimited with your hosts, Morgan Adsit and Rocco DeSangro. Welcome into a brand new episode of The Flock on Fox 45 presented by Sports Unlimited. We got Morgan Adsit, Michael Jaffe, and I am Rocco DeSangro, and we are talking all things Ravens right now. It's been kind of a dumpster fire of an offseason for this football team. We're going to jump right into it. Uh, The latest at the Combine, Eric DaCosta and John Harbaugh spoke. Uh, They did so on Wednesday, and... That was the first time that both of them spoke together um, since that end of the season, season in review press conference. So they got a lot of questions about Lamar. Obviously, we knew that was going to happen with that franchise tag deadline coming next week. So they talked about that. Uh, Eric DaCosta talked a little bit about receivers, and that's the big topic of conversation today uh, because he was asked about problems in drafting wide receivers, and he said, quote, If I had an answer, that would probably mean I would have some better receivers. We're going to keep swinging. Now, he later praised Rashad Bateman, um, or or it was earlier in that press conference. But but guys, Bateman responded to this. He quoted it on Twitter and basically said, How about you play to the player's strengths and stop pointing the finger at us in eight, which is Lamar. Uh, Blame the one you let do this. We take heat 24-7 and keep us healthy. Uh, care about us and see what happens. Ain't no promises, though. Tired of y'all lying and capping on players for no reason. Morgan, your thoughts right off the bat. Well, Rashad Bateman, you just found out that anything that happens in the offseason is news, and it is bigger news because there's not football being played and shots fired. Big time. If you're going to – my thing with this is – and I get it. Somebody called him, you know. Could have even been DaCosta. I doubt it. Could have been John Harbaugh. Hey, man. Social media, people are running away with this. Get rid of it. Fix it. Let's not make it a story. If you're going to do it, leave it. If you felt so strongly about it and went on your Twitter, because you're a grown man and you can do that, and I love Rashad Bateman from a media, media standpoint because he talks to us and he's honest, criticizing himself even when needed. He's an honest interview player. I like it. Leave it up. Now that you delete it, you walk in it back. But he did learn that the offseason news goes crazy, and you can step in it real quick, and that happened. For me, I'm just giddy about it. It's <laughs> everything you want in an offseason after a very disappointing year, right? People are angry at each other. Yeah. They, they don't know exactly how to fix it. There have been rumors of, oh, is everything well at the castle? What's going on behind the scenes? Now you know. It's out there. You can't put it back in. We know the drama that has been rumored about is somewhat real to a certain degree. And on top of that, you have a guy who wants to be a number one, 
saying he can be. So it's not just he's angry and all that stuff. But you now still he's have come to be out with motivation. It. Right. You still now have to be Now he has to live it. Yeah. I will say watching him at training camp this year, I, I thought this is the guy. Right. Th- they finally hit on a number one wide receiver, a true number one. People can say what they want about Marquise Brown. He had a great season and then they traded him, but mm-hmm. he still is not a true number one in my opinion right now in the league. Doesn't say he won't be. I thought they hit on it with Bateman. But you do have to stay healthy. And the Liz Frank is a very, very, very tricky foot injury slash surgery on top of it. And I know there's been some back and forth when that injury happened. John Harbaugh said Bateman went out on his own and got more opinions, which he should, and they support, and he's going to have surgery and shut it down. Then at the NFL Scouting Combine, General Manager Eric DaCosta said, we really got ahead of this and decided, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, no, those are two different conflicting things. And we, we have it on record. I mean, it's on tape. Now, so maybe someone misspoke. The Ravens send out. Yes. <laughs> and I think it's one of those things you don't think it's going to come back to get you. Now, yeah. the whole like health thing and caring about the players, I think to a certain dis- certain extent, it's a business. It's a business. We've known this about the NFL. I don't think the Re- the Ravens have that reputation of being that team. They don't. They have a really high reputation of, of people that have played there and love them, people that want to come there and love them. So that's a little tricky to me. But for Bateman, again – I love it. Don't walk it back. Screen grabs live forever. But you yeah. still are not – you still haven't shown you're a number one. Doesn't mean you won't. And I know injuries play into that. But it's a pretty big statement to come after the GM on social media for everyone to read it. And I know he's intelligent. He know he knows that that didn't just go out to five people. It went out everywhere. Was he – direct? like, I know that was kind of piggybacking off DaCosta's comments, of course. But was he – I think it's, the end is who, who stop is talking and lying and capping to players. The other one, it seems like Greg Roman. We don't know. It could have been. And that's like that comes after J.K. Dobbins after the final yes. game of the year. He was freaking out. And the Ravens kind of got on him for that as mm-hmm. well with his comments. And they said they spoke to him and he was not happy. So it's like Bateman is not the only player to speak out this offseason. Technically, if you think about that final game, what Dobbins said, and then you have Bateman now. And it's like. Is there a more serious issue within the within the castle that we're th- everyone's focused on Lamar Jackson right now? But what is going on inside of the castle? That's that's a r- real big question too. Well, I think the receivers room should have taken it personally this year. Everyone, not just it, the local radio stations, ESPN, everyone was piling on the Ravens receivers. There was just so much talk of they weren't good enough this year. When one went down, next man up. It didn't happen. It just didn't happen when other teams have been able to overcome similar, maybe not as extreme injury issues. But I'm sure after a long season like this, that's sort of some frustration coming out, whether it was directed to Costa or just to anyone who's been saying anything negative about the receivers. Yeah, and that brings us to the next point and injuries. They plagued the Ravens last season. They plagued the Ravens this season the as well. The last two years, yeah, they've yeah, led. Exactly. So it's, it's been really bad. And the NFLPA came out with a survey that was orchestrated by players. It was, you know, players voted in this thing. And here are the Ravens' grades, guys. It's treatment of families, C+, tied for 18th. Uh, food service nutrition, B-, weight room, C+. Uh, training room, C. Training staff, B+. Locker room, A. Team travel, A. Here's the big one that everyone is going nuts about. Strength coaches, F minus. First of all, I didn't even know you could I get I didn't an know F-. you could get it. Yeah. I thought it was just an F and you're done. But F minus, that's 
last in the entire NFL. It's well, and that's te- directed yeah, and, at former yep. strength and condition coach Steve Saunders, yep. who's no longer with the team. But I- exactly, and he was. I saw a lot of fans this season. They were just like, "Get rid of Steve Saunders. Like he, you know, he's no good for this franchise." And you had guys come out and and talk about him. And when that was tweeted out, Carl Davis Jr. says, "I was a victim of the strength coaches." Two labrums, multiple pec strains. Bam Bradley said five months post-ACL, unsuccessfully doing the same leg workouts as people with healthy knees, never sits right with me, ruined me. And then Max Williams, he liked both of those tweets. So there are players, former players coming out and basically saying like, this guy kind of ruined my career. And that's not a good sign either. I know he's gone. I know... You know, they have new strength... Well, many of the same strength coaches, but they got rid Promotion, of him. But it's right. like... It's kind of crazy, and, and it's it's alarming to to hear that and to see players come out and say that because they seem like they've been holding this in for a little bit. I think so. I think you also have to consider the source. Like, I'm not trying to beat up on these guys that I don't believe them and that there shouldn't be more rights towards the player. We know player safety and health, even for the retired guys, is disgusting when you think about a billion-dollar empire and a violent sport. But some of these guys, like, couldn't make it. They, they couldn't come out of camp being the guy they were even drafted to maybe be the guy and couldn't for whatever reason that was maybe it was injuries maybe it was some other things so I think some of that plays into it in particular but I'm sure some of this is true and now you wonder are there gonna be some changes with their medical staff well the the strength coaches are the most insane people on the planet right they they don't want to hear you can't do it or you're hurt do it yeah right and when you come into a team concept if you rub one person the wrong way who's well liked in the locker room you lose everyone, and it seems to be that has happened here. He may be a great strength coach. He may know exactly what you need to do with your diet, with your reps, with your routines, but he clearly lost the confidence of the players based on that grade. And I don't mean to, like, age myself or anything like that, but <laughs> is some of this generational? No, because other teams – to me, no, because other teams got great grades and have truly insane – you work out guys. You yeah. look at someone like DK Metcalf. Is that really just his personal trainer? Or is there someone in yeah. Seattle along the way? Look at his yeah. diet is terrible. I've just I've seen. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, they always like get on me. He eats like he's trash. Crazy. He has like, like a twenty five pack. Like that would be like yeah. That'll catch like, up with him. Oh yeah. You, you go to Washington. You, like you look at the Commanders and they failed pretty much just about everything except their strength coach is the one person. That's they why love. some of the some of the grades on the food. I mean, again, I'm not eating it, but when I walk before and after practice and see all the options that they have, it seems pretty yummy. Yeah, the treatment of families was the one that jumped That's out. That's surprising. To me, that, that's yeah. got to be probably like travel or like restrictions of how many people can come, how good their seats are, things like that. And Marlon Humphrey or whoever tweets for him quoted that tweet because he said he doesn't <laughs> run his Twitter, which I don't believe. And he said like that, you know, it's kind of surprised him. Yeah. Know? And the facility was, I mean, I've never stepped foot in any other practice facility for an NFL team. I've been at other, obviously, stadiums and, and seen how they do stuff. And even the Cincinnati Bengals, who I loosely covered my first job right out of college, they don't even have like a traditional true practice facility like the Ravens do. So that was those grades were surprising to me. For, for me, those boiled down to when you look at some of the trends, it's the Southern teams did well or the teams with domes. You know, families oh, don't yes, want to yeah, sit yeah, outside warm, of the game yeah. and it's cold. You know, as the season goes along, I thought that might have been a factor in it. And I have never seen that circulate ever no. out of the combine until this season. So I don't know what the grades are normally like. Was I it wanna, an F last year for I Saunders? Know. I don't I know. I wonder. I wonder. But 
Derek Derek Wolf was the guy that really before all of this came out, he spoke out about this. I think it was November or December, and he spoke very negatively about Steve Saunders and basically said he ruined my career and I'm the way I am today because of him. That's I mean that's a like, powerful statement. Yeah, my, my conspiracy theory. I know people can't see it. My Brian Windhorse like uh, pointing up in their meme of this is this came out as a way for the owners to start to pile on to Dan Snyder and force him out. <laughs> and when you look at how yeah, bad that entire organization... on other teams yeah. as well. Right. Well, it was something like the Arizona Cardinals players had to pay for their meals or something that's, like that. That yeah, came from it. They Again, a billion-dollar empire. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's not hey, good. I mean, I'm sure it still beats the uh, frozen chili cheese dogs in our vending machine here. So, so this... <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. That are expensive. <laughs> The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. So, that wasn't the only thing that came out of the Combine. Uh, Eric DaCosta, John Harbaugh fielded a ton of questions about Lamar and really guys, we, we didn't really learn anything new. John Harbaugh said again, Lamar's my guy. Lamar's my quarterback. I love him. DaCosta said, we're trying to get a deal done. Optimistic. It's much of the same. We've heard there wasn't, he, he didn't want to discuss numbers. And he said him and, you know, he and Lamar had an agreement that they weren't going to talk numbers or they weren't going to, you know, talk a certain point about the contract or, or negotiations. So I mean, I understand that. Whatever. You guys want to do what you want to do. But, like, we don't know anything new. Reports are coming out. DaCosta basically said what, what, every, you know, what everyone said outside of, like, the national media, that the two sides that know what's going on are the two people that are sitting at the table. That's Eric DaCosta, the Ravens front office. That, that's Lamar Jackson and his camp. Which, More, for this, I truly yeah. do believe. There's one national network that's completely botched this whole thing. <laughs> and, uh, no and, names. If, and if people are upset about it, I mean, it happens throughout the season. When you're there, again, I'm not saying I'm any better than anybody else, but when you're there every day and see it all with your eyes or, like, experience it or talk to these people, some of the national reports get kind of diluted because they're not there, and I understand it. They're not there all the time. But if you're there every day versus not there every day or there just once a month, you can miss out on some things. But for this, I truly do believe only the Ravens and only Lamar Jackson knows what's going on. And not only that, they need something to talk about. And Lamar is the topic of yeah. conversation right now. Rightfully so they're so. going to be, yeah. they, they may have known something three months ago that they're holding until today just because they want to talk about it and it's a talking point. And like, that's a deal with Lamar. Lamar is a talking point. Lamar is like the center of the NFL right now because everyone wants to know what the former unanimous MVP, what he's going to do and what's going to happen with him. So, well, this could be a history setting for the players, for the players' benefit contract. Mm -hmm. I know the Deshaun Watson thing works towards Lamar's advantage with the guarantee, and I don't think those fully guaranteed things are going to happen, but players having more control and players seeing more out of their contract. Look at Carson Wentz and, and Washington. Of course, we understand he's not the starting quarterback anymore, and they were going to let him go. He had two years left, but none of it was guaranteed. So it's like, ah, $26 million? See you later. Yep. But now with Lamar... Those two years, some of that $26 million might be guaranteed later in your life, and, and all these teams are going to pay for the deals that they make and work towards a player's advantage, which I fully support. Other pro sports do it. It's fully guaranteed you get it. I would go after it as well. It's like you, you put your heart and soul into this game, uh, blood, sweat, and tears, and, and you, you're giving a team everything that you have. And God forbid, knock on wood, 
he goes and tears his ACL back-to-back seasons. We've had two back-to-back injured seasons. Exactly. But a generational talent like that, I would try to get all the money that I possibly can. But we know from the Ravens side of things, they run it like a business. They're trying to build their best team possible. Can they build the best team possible and the best roster possible by paying Lamar Jackson all this money? That's the big question right now. Well, the answer is yes. You just have to guarantee it. Yeah, exactly. Again, Uncle Steve. When you see the players you grew up watching hobbling around, and they're only 10 years older than you, and nothing has changed in the last CBA when it comes to helping retired players in a significant fashion, you got to hold out for what you can get. I think it was Byron Jones that came out and said what happened to him in the league, he can't even really run or jump anymore, and... He's only, I got to check his age right now. He's 30 years old. He's a year younger than me, or a year older than me, sorry. Like 30 years old to not be able to run or jump now, that's, to me, that that is just crazy. And And the way Lamar plays, I mean, he doesn't play like a quarterback. He's not Tom Brady sitting back there until he's 45, not getting touched with like excellent footwork that they just, in the pocket, guys just fly by him. And then he also has like a little like, hey, refs, like throw the penalty. Lamar doesn't (laughs) have that. And he he doesn't play like that. So he's going to get hit. He's going to get touched. He's going to get hurt. We've seen it for the last two years. You've seen him lower his shoulder, throw stiff arms, run into guys, try to run over guys. Like you don't see Tom Brady doing that. Tom Brady sliding five yards before that even happens because he knows because he knows well i mean we've seen it in every season and especially in the postseason it's magnified guys like lamar jackson and jalen hurts are just refereed differently yeah than the mahomes and brady's Mm -hmm. it's their style of play for whatever reason you know they get piled on yeah do you have to win like a super bowl or two is that kind of the unwritten rule that we don't know about (laughs) Uh, it might be it might be so yeah that's i mean It'll be interesting to see what they end up doing. Uh, franchise tag window closes. I believe it's 4 p.m. Eastern next. What, what's the seventh? Tuesday, 7th? March seventh. Tuesday. Yes. I, I, yeah, I, I can't like mentally. I don't. I know it's the seventh, but I don't know like what day it is off the top of my head. So the only thing um, that was weird that came out of the combine is that he still is very optimistic and has confidence that it'll get done before the tag deadline. I, yeah. Okay. Again, I, <laughs> I. I understand you're put in an impossible situation by having to answer these questions, but you've kind of put yourself in it. But it's getting to the point where it's like, I kind of just feel, especially for John Harbaugh, I feel bad when he has to just, it's not up to him right. to sign Lamar. It's a great question. If that really does happen, I mean, we, like, we got to be doing a podcast. <laughs> I mean, right? Isn't that what everyone's going to yeah. be talking about? Because like, our next one is scheduled to come after the franchise. There's no way that long-term it's, deal is getting done before it. Here, here's, I, I'm, that's my prediction. Yeah, it, but no. it's, it's not the end of the world if they franchise tag him. Because it's just the end. It's just yeah. And elongates the saga you, you at, until yeah. mid July. You look into July. Yeah, you look into July. You're hoping that they get a long term deal done. Then they negotiate. They do their thing. But if not, then I'm starting to sweat as a Ravens fan a little bit. Then you're getting into okay. Are the Ravens thinking about trading him? Um, this is going nowhere. He's going to have to play under the tag if that happens. And. I think you the really only way you thinking. you soften it and get the fan base back is if you do start to get a little bit more honest with this. Uh, yeah. Like, hey, he didn't like what we had to offer, and he is not budging on his number, and we can't meet it. We've tried, so we're going to take some assets, and we're going to part ways. That's the only way you kind of win back the fan base, and I think the fan base is very smart. I mean, we see it from our Sunday Twitter question mm-hmm. of the night. I mean, everyone's kind of 50-50. Like, he's gone – 
I understand why he's gone. Why can't he just sign? I mean, I think it's it, it's kind of going both ways. But if, if there truly is a figure that Lamar's not bumping on, and I don't think it's necessarily the fully guaranteed. I just think it's like how much money amount, is yeah. guaranteed. I think. Yeah, give him something real. Make it obvious you did, and I'll give him the opportunity to say thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, everyone would understand that. Sure. They could either say, "Oh, he's greedy," or, "Oh, look, he ended up getting better, yeah. so he made the right move for himself. He and, can't be angry about it." And you could get three first round draft picks and hit on the next quarterback that, and have him for five years. That's what exactly. I was going to say. And have a really good offense because you put all the money in the receivers, which they have never done. <laughs> and even talking about the combine, you can draft them all you want. And they have been drafting them, but maybe you should like actually pay for a high-end free agent. I think the majority of Ravens fans, just seeing them on social media and what they say, they're diehard Ravens fans. They're not diehard Lamar fans. They love Lamar, but yeah. whether he stays or goes, they're going to ride with this team. And the, I think the vast majority. There are some that are Lamar fans first, sure. you know, Ravens fans second, and they, they would hate to see him go. And there's some like on the other side that would hate to see him go, but... It is what it is. If it happens, it happens. It's going to be, I feel like, a sad day for a lot of fans here in Baltimore, but I have to just wait and see. It could just get really interesting for the summer. You've got a new offensive coordinator. I don't even want to get to the summer. I want to get through the draft first. That's going to be that's, a, that's, that's a going to be the nerve, well, I mean, if you, nervy night. You would hope that if you are it. going to trade them, it's before the draft at the end of April because you want to know what those picks are and you got to draft your quarterback. But Hollywood happened mid-round. Like yes. Hollywood was, was already at the party. Yeah, I think people he was on the plane. There will be and fans. that never yeah. leaked. There will, well there will be done, fans. Hollywood. Yeah. There, that did not leak. Listen, if that happens with Lamar, <laughs> there will be fans on JetTracker.com or whatever, whatever that website is where you can track the private jets, uh, knowing where this guy is at every point in second in time. Um, it's going to be, like I said, an interesting couple of weeks, couple of months uh, for the Baltimore Ravens at the castle. But yeah. That's it for this edition of the Flock on Fox 45 presented by Sports Unlimited. For Morgan and Jaffe, I'm Rocco. Have a great rest of your day. You've been listening to the Flock on Fox 45 podcast presented by Sports Unlimited. Stay up to date on the latest Ravens coverage. Check the Sports Unlimited tab on foxbaltimore.com.